Hello, and welcome to episode 106 of the Disney Park Princess Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Sharla. And I'm Heather. And this week is going to be all about Disney Park music. This is Sharla's suggestion, so she's going to explain a little bit more about our topic when we really get into it, because last time I tried to interpret one of Sharla's suggestions, it wasn't at all what she meant, so this time I was like, it's all you. Joyce <laughs> is great. Joyce is great. Podcast suggestions. I just don't always completely understand them the first time. <laughs> That's okay. Your suggestion was really good, and we'll, we'll do mine next. Yeah, uh, yeah. Has, uh, that has more to do with me than it does with her. So, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, I don't know about you guys, and I feel bad saying this because I know like part of the country is having like tropical storms and a hurricane or whatever. It has been the most glorious weather in Connecticut for like the past week. I can't even, it is 70 degrees. It is sunny. It is gorgeous right now. Oh no, it's actually been cold here in LA. Uh define cold so like only getting up to 62 yesterday wow. and today that's okay. cold that's cold i feel like a minute ago it was 99 degrees in LA. exactly last week okay all right so i'm not crazy <laughs> <laughs> it's been really nice here weather wise except today and the rest of the week is supposed to be rainy oh. but it's also going to be hot which we know that brings into humidity um, oh Today, I was this morning, I was out for a run and it was something like 68 degrees, but it was so humid. My ears were very cold just from the wetness of it, oh. which I mean, hot and humid is gross, but cold and humid is really oh, it's gross. Because right, you yeah. can't warm up. It's just yeah. you're constantly yeah. wet and cold. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, no, that does not sound like fun. At, and running? No. No. No, mm -hmm. none of that sounds good. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with the running part, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I am just so thankful that I am able to run again with my ankle. And it, this injury has taken way too long to heal. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But and now I, is there, I don't remember, is there a particular race that you're training for right now? Yes. However, I am positive it will not go uh, <laughs> um, i am training for the star wars half marathon and okay April so the same one from Disney last World. year okay right same one from last year that we did not get to do however i have a feeling that no big races will go on in, yeah. at all in 2021 but we'll see so we'll we've see. decided that this year we're going to do it no matter what even if we don't do it there we can make ourselves some medals and do it um do it at home Okay. Good for you. Yeah. I mean, why not? You know, if you're going to have to be a year and a half, two years without running, do it yourself. It's not exactly the same, but you know what? You need to get out there. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I that say way. do costumes, do the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I really will be surprised if we are able to, um, to race that by then, but the Boston Marathon is around the same time. It's already been canceled. It's already been canceled. Yeah. Postponed. And, yeah. But it has more people, I think. But yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a big mess, but you know, we'll, we make the most of it. Yeah. I'm glad that you're still getting out there and doing it though. That's mm -hmm. fantastic. Very inspiring. I mean, not inspiring enough to make me run, but <laughs> super inspiring in general. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this week in Disney news again, you know, there's not a lot going on. <laughs> we have a, a tiny glimmer of good news for the West Coast, um, along with sort of a handful of bad news, which is that 
the Disneyland hotels have announced that they're you know not going to be welcoming guests for the rest of 2020. Um, which we knew. Which we knew. <laughs> and I feel like, why did we have to go week by week here, Disneyland? Like, we should right. have just canceled this a while ago. Yeah. yeah. But with the exception, if you are a DVC member, Disney's Grand Californian Villas are going to be opening on December 6th. Now, by opening, <laughs> we mean that you can stay in a villa. That yep. might be about it. Yep. <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing else. So, well, maybe. Maybe they'll have like a counter service. But yeah. Them, they haven't really officially announced, but we think that nothing is going to be open. Yeah. So they they are not confirming whether or not the pool will be available. They're not confirming if restaurants will be available. Um, they have, however, said that amenities will be limited. So, you know, I take that for what it's worth. But I guess if you've got, you know, a bunch of points burning a hole in your pocket, you know, and you just need, need a little Disney fix, which honestly, like, you know, just to get down there and get to downtown Disney and see Buena Vista Street, like, that would be pretty exciting at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I and mean, I mean, just to be, like, if you need to go work somewhere besides your, your office, your kitchen table, yep. why not? I yep. mean, again, this is for DVC members only. You've Nobody has ever been able to book into the Grand Californian Villas paying cash because it's such a small property. Um, and it's so small that I own DVC points and can't, I've never stayed there because like the, the owners take, like you have to be able to book right at that 11 month window where you really can't get in there. So, I mean, why not get a little bit of Disney magic? At the very least, you can go to downtown Disney, have a good meal and then go home the next day. Right, yeah. So, you know, somebody can stay on a, in a Disney hotel. It's just not us, you know, yeah. still very exciting. Uh, all right. So coming up this week on the Disney park princess podcast, Disney park music, uh, stay tuned. All right, Sharla, this was your idea. Take it away. Okay. So I've had this idea in my head for a while because I was at universal we're not going to talk about Universal. We're specifically talking about Disney. But I was at Universal, and I heard some of the background music. And it was from uh, E.T. And no, it was Jurassic Park. Sorry, it's Jurassic Park. And I started thinking about all of the John Williams music. And I was like, my question was, I wonder how much John Williams makes in royalties between, <laughs> between the Disney A theme lot. parks and the Universal theme parks. Because we've got E.T., Harry Potter, uh, Jurassic Park, Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. And, you know, and I feel like there, there might be another one. But anyway, that was my, that was what, what made me think about it. So I wanted to talk specifically about background music not attraction music that's another i feel like that's could be a whole other topic which we may or may not do but specifically background music you know you're walking mm -hmm. through the parks and it's kind of the thing that you don't necessarily notice it but i guarantee you if it was not there or something was different you would be like mm, this isn't right you know something's something's not right here yeah but that's what we're talking about today very cool I mean, uh, I feel like I know or notice uh, background music all the time because I'm mm -hmm. always like it gets in my head. I sing it to myself. I dance around when I hear it. Like I'm very aware that it's there. Yeah. And it just it's very Disney. It makes you very happy. Right. 
Right. I've never actually noticed. I, I was on a trip one time with my dad, um, who's very musical. And at one point he sort of stopped me and said, I can't get over how loud this is. And I said, what? And he said, no, seriously, just, just stop and listen for a second. Listen to the volume <laughs> the music is being played at. Yeah. And I stopped and I listened. He's right. Like they are crazy. It's really which loud. Makes, They're not trying to hide it. No, which, which makes sense. In order for you to hear it over all of the ambient noise that takes place in the theme park, they really have to crank it. And I never really sort of understood really how loud the Disney parks were until he, he pointed it out to me. And it was just yeah. sort of struck me as funny. It kind of makes me question if it's like on a timer or something, like in the mornings, if it's a little bit lower, and then as the crowd increases, if they increase it too, I have Pro no it's idea. It's Disney, so probably. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure that somebody's job is to figure that out, yeah. at what level of volume that music has to be. Yeah. But, you know, if you think about it, they have you know, they'll have different announcements. And I know right now they have different mask announcements and distancing announcements, but like before a parade or before fireworks, they'll say, ladies and gentlemen, in just 10 minutes, we'll have the parade. Um, but they interrupt the music to do that. So mm -hmm. that's something too that, you know, you can be bopping along singing your background music and then they'll come in with that. But uh, the first one that I thought of to mention was the Epcot music, specifically in Future World. It's my favorite. Mm -hmm. and my favorite, too. We have, so as travel agents, we have a Disney phone number that we call, and part of their loop for holding, and we've all held for hours and hours, and it's been the same loop for years. And one of the um, songs that comes on that loop is the Future World music. And it plays for quite a while on the loop that on the phone line and it's where it is in Epcot is now I know Epcot is under so much construction, but if you hang a right towards Soren from spaceship earth, that's where it has been. Mm -hmm. And when I hear it over there, it, it just makes me happy and think about, because I don't even know if it's from a specific movie or anything, but it's that theme, it's that theme park music specifically. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I agree. I love that music. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can picture like exactly as I'm like walking underneath Spaceship Earth and sort of headed towards the right. Uh -huh. and like, a, yeah, you, you know, I can hear it in my head. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I can find the name of it, I will put it in the notes so people can look it up. Um, but I have no idea what it's called, and I have my own lyrics. To <laughs> okay, well now you must sing. Well, them. Now, now that's the Patreon extra. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we already have that. For, we decided that last week. So. All right. Um, it's a Patreon. Got out of that one. Um, but I have, you know, it's it's to me that's a nostalgia thing. It's been in Epcot for years, and I guarantee you, if you can't think of what it is right now if you heard it, you would know immediately because it's one of those subtle things that if you didn't have it there, you would, you would miss it. So I yeah. feel like everybody that listens to us is a reasonably big Disney fan that they are now in their heads, like just kind of humming it along to themselves. I also like to, it's very slightly different. The background music outside of the imagination pavilion. It's mm -hmm. not the imagination music, but it has its kind of own like, boppy little background music and i like that one yeah. too yeah yeah 
Yep. And then uh, also, hey, like throwing it up here for the World Showcase, like, I love all the different countries have their own background music and it's not anything specific, but it's like, oh, I feel like I'm in China now and it, oh, I'm in Paris. And it just yeah. <laughs> it brings you such atmosphere. Yeah. The thing that I love the most is I'm, I'm one of those people I have, I don't like conflicting sounds. So like if I'm watching TV and then I can hear like my son's music, it just makes my brain hurt. I can't, right. I can't do it. It makes me crazy. Um, so I don't like competing sounds. And I have to say that Disney does such a phenomenal job with that because you would think that at some point the music from Germany would conflict with, you know, whatever the next country is. I've, I've yet to experience that maybe because right. I'm not paying attention or maybe, but like, there's never a moment where I think, ah, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just, just the way they, they have like what sounds sent to what speakers mm -hmm. and it's just so brilliant how they do it. And it's very subtle, except for at Animal Kingdom when you're going into Pandora. That's like the least subtle transition background <laughs> noise I've ever heard in my life. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So That's true. I think besides World Showcase, I think because of the fact that probably like a speaker on one side is the Germany music and a speaker on the other side right. is the Chinese music or something. It, it just blends so well. But another place that I wrote down that I think it blends really well is from Main Street USA into Adventureland. Mm -hmm. um, they specifically, one time I was on the, I think it was Keys to the Kingdom tour. I was on a tour at the Magic Kingdom and they kind of had us on the bridge and made us listen. And you can't, pick out one particular thing but they the way that they put that music together and then if you're walking how it flows together if you're really listening they're conflicting sounds but then they're not because of just how they get them on their i don't know how they do it it's it's pretty cool yeah yeah, yeah this this i mean the sound engineering that disney does right it's a thing that nobody thinks about it's a thing that 99.999% of people are completely unaware of. And yet, if they didn't have it, it would be really noticeable. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's, that was my next thing on my list was the Adventureland background noise. There's drumming. And this happens in Animal Kingdom too. And it's a similar kind of feel Adventureland in Animal Kingdom. But there's drumming going on. But there's also the music. And... I specifically think of it when I think of Adventureland music right there on that bridge by, well, now it's the Citrus Swirl place, what used to be the Dolphin place. Kind <laughs> yeah. of coming in there. Um, that's my, that's where I think of it uh, more so than anywhere else. Um, mm -hmm. You know, nothing, nothing right outside Pirates or anywhere else speaks I definitely to notice like it coming that. from Fantasyland into Tomorrowland. So like as you pass uh -huh. Alice's and head towards Cosmic Rays, there's yeah. a really beautiful sort of shift that happens. Yeah. I wrote down the Tomorrowland music too, or background music too, because it's yes. definitely yeah. something that... <laughs> it reminds me of bubbles. I don't know why. It's just like otherworldly uh, bubbles. Exactly. Um, so that's just one of the things that I love so much is you don't think about it until you hear it and then you're like, oh, this is fun, mm -hmm. you know? And, mm -hmm. and it's the fact that it's the same, but it does not get old. That's part of, like, to me, that's part of the whole beauty I mean, of if it. they ever change the Epcot music, like, yeah, there will be rioting in the streets. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's, it's just, like you said, it's comforting. Like, mm -hmm. you feel like you're coming home. It's something that you've known for 
as long as you can remember, you know, it just, it makes you feel good. Also, this has nothing to do with us, but it's something that I used to listen to all the time. I still occasionally do if I'm in a bad mood and I need to be lifted up and I'm sure you guys listen, but like Mouse World Radio, have you guys listened to them? It's it's basically an online web streaming. They just play Disney background music. And like, if I've ever had a bad day where I just like, I really need to be lifted out of that. I put that on in the background and I just close my eyes and I pretend I'm at Walt Disney World. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I, um, yeah. I, I used to listen to it more, but I stopped listening to it when I was on hold for a really long time. <laughs> and it just, <laughs> you know, I was like, I, I hear this so much. I don't need to hear it right now. But. Yeah, yeah. We've had those eight about, hour hold days that'll really sour you on right. Disney music yeah. for a while. Yeah. So, but what I like about Mouse World Radio is it's not like attraction music and there's very rarely anything with words or lyrics. It's just mm-hmm. the music. And then sometimes you hear something and you go, okay, that's familiar, but I have no idea where this is from. And you have to kind of like look at your screen to see where, where you would have heard this in Walt Disney World. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the I lost totally lost my train of thought about the music. Oh, but yeah. So specifically, if you're if you're talking about just the background and not attractions, what he does with the or what he used to do at least with the background music was at nine o'clock he would on one channel he would play Illuminations and on another channel he would play Wishes, and um, I don't know what I don't know if it's still going on as as far as the since there's no fireworks and no, and they, they've changed wishes, I know, but like the, you know, the music itself. So. Yeah. I love, this is, it, it's kind of park music, but not really park music, but does anybody remember the Millennium Celebration music? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that mm-hmm. was my favorite, and I'm dating myself now, CD, <laughs> um, for many, many years. I loved that CD. I loved the Tapestry of Nations music. Yeah. Yeah. And the, mm-hmm. all of the Millennium Celebration music was just so fantastic. And so that's when I'm in really bad, you know, Yeah, I cue that up on my, <laughs> I still have the, and this is, it's not really background music, but I still have the CD. I've put it on my iPod, but I kept the CD of yep. the, um, magic kingdom celebration parade music. So it has whatever the pirate and princess party parade yep. was. Yep. Um, but also uh, Boo to You, which is my favorite parade anywhere in Disney ever. And so like I just sometimes it'll come on in my car and I'm like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so great. I love it so much. And some and the resorts also have fantastic music. Sort oh, of like in talk- the lobby. And- yes, yeah. but beyond that, before we get into that, you said that and immediately what I thought of when you ride the buses. And mm-hmm. each hotel has its specific bus music. I yep. don't know why, but that brings me such joy. I love it. My favorite thing is hearing the Harry Potter music on the bus to Hollywood Studios. Yeah. <laughs> See, there, there you go. John Williams right there. Um, there and now, now you're double dipping because it's universal yeah. music, but you're hearing it on Disney. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, well, speaking of John Williams, let's talk about the, a little bit, the background at um, Galaxy's Edge. Um, because... That's something that I feel like is not the movie music and it's not really like Star Tours music. It's a whole different, and I don't know if you wrote, I don't, I have no I idea if John Williams wrote it. I very vaguely like remember hearing like, you know, you kind of hear some like droid noises, yeah. you hear a little bit of wind, like it's not, it's legit background sounds they are creating a world so Uh instead of it like you know you walk down main street and you hear these beautiful old orchestrations and you think you're in the 1800s or the early 1900s 
Galaxy's Edge is really just like, if I was out and about on this planet, what would I hear? Yeah. Which is neat. Yeah, it's it's different to me. That's yeah. The only, yeah, the only music I remember from Galaxy's Edge is what, in Oga's Cantina. Yeah, and that's from the movie stuff. Right. Um, but you no, know, I've definitely like like what Heather was saying. Like, there's clinking and things going on like that. But mm -hmm. there's, you know, I I think there's some music on top of it. But, there's a noise. I don't yeah. know, like, I don't know how to pinpoint and say, this is what it sounds like, but it, it's a noise. Not unpleasant, yeah. but like, it doesn't sound like music. It doesn't sound like orchestration, but it's like, you can feel like you're not quite on earth. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then moving over to Animal Kingdom, they've got some fantastic stuff. Uh, like background, especially like when you hear the drums and you're heading into Africa. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it, it, it sounds so subtle, yet so powerful at the same time. Like you mm -hmm. can really tell where you are when you're in that park. Yeah. Yeah. I will say my, one of my favorites, or two of my favorites that we haven't touched on yet, but the first is over at Hollywood Studios when you're going down Hollywood Boulevard and they're playing like the orchestral version of Hooray for Hollywood. I just love that. I love it so much. And like, I feel like if they ever took that away, I would be disappointed because it's just, it's so very Hollywood studios now. Yep. Yeah. I like sure. the music in Toy Story Land too, actually. Yeah. Cause it's yeah, just I don't very think I've ever. I don't know if I've ever known. I mean, I've heard it, but I don't know if like, I can't recall it. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like the, like you said, it's the, the orchestrated version of like, you've got a friend in me and it's just okay. very happy and like, it's just very cute, you know? Mm -hmm very happy music which it, it should be it's a land built out of toys Why exactly not? yeah yeah uh and i feel like the you kind of hear the same type of thing in toy story midway mania and in that queue mm -hmm. yes. say, yeah <clears throat> um but i think my favorite one that really sticks out to me in terms of it uh, the music is the music on main street usa when you hear all that turn of the century stuff and then they play stuff from the happiest millionaire and um uh it, it reminds me of wally you know wally was listening to hello dolly yeah and yeah everything like that it just really reminds me of wally it has that same nostalgic feel to it yep and yeah. i feel like the main street music is so like it's loud and it's in your face and i think that it's on purpose like it's meant to be like okay you just came in from outside we're going to start your day and you're in the land of make believe now and like it's just it's there to kind of set that mood for you and i yeah, love it exactly exactly yeah and it's it sets what i like is it sets a tone but it also sets a time period in a lot of cases you know like you were saying in the main street usa it is meant to sort of evoke a very specific you know, turn of the previous century, <laughs> you know, um, sort of feeling and nostalgia. And um, it, I think it just does that so effectively. And same thing with Epcot, the music feels somewhat futuristic and sort of modern. And, you know, it's, um, and I love that it does that. It can evoke, you know, not just a place, um, but also a period. Exactly. Yeah, it really does. But my other favorite is also around the Alice ride. Um, they have it in Florida, they have it in California, and it's also one of the entry level, um, entry level, the Esplanade entry music at Disneyland mm -hmm. is the Alice in Wonderland music. Like, yeah. um, you know, sometimes they'll play the caucus race music, and sometimes it'll be the unbirthday song, but it's usually not um, 
some of the more well-known stuff from Alice, like, you know, painting the roses red sometimes is there. And I love it because I'm always like, oh, it's my movie. And it, like, it just gets me so excited. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my basic list. And you guys All right. do it lovely. It's, yeah, it's, to me, it's just something that you don't think about until, like, usually you don't think about it until you miss it. And then, yeah. or, you know, if somebody says something and it brings it up to you and it's something that I think that the, it's one of the things that I miss about the ambience of the parks. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I would agree. And I think it's one of those things for people that are sensitive to noises. Um, you know, I can't tell you what a godsend, you know, a pair of little foam earplugs can be, you know, if you have kids or as an adult, if you're sensitive to loud noises, a pair of foam earplugs can really be the difference between like, being able to enjoy yourself in the park and having to leave because you're so overwhelmed from the noise. So, you know, I, uh, I cannot tell you how many crying children I have seen carried out of places that were just, you know, noisy. Some of them are, some, I mean, some of the things are just noisy. Fireworks and things are, no, you know, back someday, hopefully when we have fireworks at Disney parks again, um, you know, so pro tip, pack up, you know, pack, they're like 99 cents at CBS or whatever and just little foam earplugs and, I'm telling you, it can make a big difference if you have anybody in your family that is noise sensitive. Definitely. All right. Well, so that does it for this week's episode of the Disney Park Princess podcast. Uh, don't know what we're talking about. Oh, next week, do you want to do your original topic, Sharla? Sure. Um, the original topic, which was the Disney details of certain things. Yeah. I'll explain more next week. All right. <laughs> I was going to say, way to be very vague. Yeah. <laughs> I will explain it better than I did to Sarah originally. How about <laughs> I'm sure your explanation was fine, but it was probably over text message or something. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So next week, more, I don't know, undiscovered Disney, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I always say the Disney is in the details. And so we're getting into the details. Uh, coming up next on the Patreon Extra, we are going to have a knockdown drag out over when it is appropriate to decorate for the holidays. I know people have very strong opinions on this. We talked about knockdown drag out. I don't have that strong of an opinion, but I shall try to. You're rip the it one up. that always has an opinion about it. I mean, I have an opinion for me. I don't care what you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll we'll let that one slide. I don't think that's true at all, but we'll let that slide. <laughs> Uh, if you are not a Patreon supporter, you can join us at patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. You get uh, bonus content. We have an exclusive Facebook group. You get a discount on our merchandise and all kinds of other fun exclusive things. So check us out on Patreon. Make sure that you are a member of our podcast Facebook group. Uh, we are the Disney Park Princess group on Facebook. Having a ton of fun over there. We do Facebook Lives. We have a great community um, of people that is growing every day. Lots of fun going on in there. So please make sure that you join us in there as well. Don't forget to visit DisneyParkPrincess.com and check out our latest blogs. We have a new or updated rather holiday gift guide for this year. There's a link to it at the top of our homepage. Um, and some really good gifts on there. Hint, hint, in case anybody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good gift guide if you're looking for ideas for other people. It's a good gift guide to send to family members who might be shopping for you. <laughs> Works no matter how you use it. So uh, check that out as well. And that does it for episode 106 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.